Thank you so much for asking me. Uh, I'm really always happy to share what my higher power, whom I choose to call God, has done for me in my life. I have been given a life beyond my wildest dreams. Had I not found this program, I I am certain that I would not be alive. Uh, at the rate that I was gaining weight, if I would be alive, I would probably be immobile. Uh, but today I am healthy. I'm active. Uh, and I owe it all to this wonderful program. I... Uh, was born to middle-aged parents and um, from the South. My parents were part of the Southern Migration. I'm an African-American. They moved from uh, the, from Alabama to Chicago. And so I was really raised, even though I lived in Chicago, I was raised in a Southern tradition. And um, being, being fat really wasn't frowned upon. My mother was a thin woman, very thin. She and my grandmother were normal size. And my father was extremely obese. So I think I, I know I inherited my father's uh, fat cells, my mother's height. Uh, when I was a baby, um, they talked how big I was, that it, my, my, my thin mother could barely hold carry me because I was such a big baby. So um, uh, the people in my community said I was fat and fine, particularly when I would go to Alabama. Uh, people would say, oh, you just like your daddy, you're so fat and fine. And, um, uh, it, you know, in, in my insular community, that was fine, but the outside was not considered me bad. So in school, I was teased a lot about uh, called all, you know, today they call it bullying, but I was teased uh, relentlessly about my weight all through elementary school and high school. There was some bullying. But I, uh, I was a good student, and um, I, I got my... That's how I got my self-esteem through my good grades. Uh, but I always, uh, I didn't, I didn't like being fat. I started trying to lose weight when I was 15. Uh, a girl at school asked me that I want to join this organization, Tops, and I said sure. And so we met, and we tried, and that was my first uh, attempt at trying to lose weight. And when I was 19, I. Uh, I went to a doctor and he gave me diet pills, and that was my first experience with actually losing weight. And I lost a lot of weight, and I was so happy, and I, I was determined that I was going to never be fat again. I didn't realize I was taking amphetamines, and uh, when I was up washing the walls at 4 o'clock a.m. one morning, I knew I couldn't take those uh, pills anymore. And in a short time, uh, the weight came back, and that began a uh, uh, years of, you know, dieting, trying this, trying that. Uh, everything I tried worked initially. Uh, the liquid diet at the University of Chicago, which was very expensive, and uh, I would lose the weight, but the moment I stopped, whatever I was doing, the weight would come back. So um, I was young and I'm tall, so uh, I was considered a big girl. I wasn't, I didn't look obese. Uh, I was just a big girl. And I was very active. And um, as I got older, I noticed the weight was creeping up, and I, I just couldn't control. I couldn't control my eating. I mean, my eating was just out of control, and that began to bother me. 
And so uh, I heard about OA, this was in uh, the 70s, the middle 70s. I think it was 75. And when I went to my first OA meeting, I heard, I heard that they, I heard somebody describe me. I didn't know that there were other people like me. So I would go to these OA meetings and I was desperate. And I got a sponsor who was new in the program just like me. And we, you know, we worked the program to the best of our ability. They they told us to get an AA big book. I got it, never read it. Uh, I read the pamphlets and I followed the food plan, uh, which was a low carbohydrate diet and referred to as a gray sheet. And of course, I lost weight. And uh, then I, I I dropped out for ten years, uh, and I came back a hundred pounds heavier. I got involved with uh, life, fell in love with a guy who had a little boy, and they became my life. Um, my, I couldn't go to meetings because I had to do things with my um, my newest interest. And so 10 years later, here I am. 1993 was a pivotal year because um, it was, like they said, the worst of times and best of times. I achieved uh, uh, a uh, professional goal. I'm an educator. I became a principal of a school in 1993. Uh, the man that I thought I would be with forever ended our relationship in 1993. And uh, that September, the first semester of me being a principal, my mother died. And here I am, 100 pounds heavier than I had on to being overweight already. And I remember the uh, first day of school, something happened, and I had to go. They, uh, they, they were paging me on the intercom. And I had to go to the second floor. And by the time I got up there, I was so out of breath, I couldn't even listen to what was happening. And it was a voice that said, you're going to die if you don't get rid of some of this weight. You're going to die. And I went, to, I went, I knew, I knew I couldn't try anything. You know, I knew I had tried everything. So I went back to OA. And what I, I was desperate. I was desperate. So I got a sponsor. I did everything she told me to do. And within a year, I had lost over 90 pounds. And my sponsor uh, 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 and I parted, and uh, I was really, I had become, my sponsor had become the high power, and I was just devastated when she dropped me, um, and I was reluctant to ask anybody else to sponsor me. And there really were not a lot of sponsors in our, in our area. So I never left the program. I would go to a very strong meeting, and I would hear the people there talk about their recovery. So I held on to them. And uh, I, I struggled. I struggled with the food. But, I, I, you know, once I gained 30 pounds and then I dieted it off. And that was my, uh, that was my, you know, journey. You know, in the, the forward to the big book, it says, the second edition, it says, of those who came into AA, 50% got sober at once, 25%. Sobered up after some relapses, and those that stayed got better. So I said, well, maybe I'm just one of the ones that get better. I'll never get what they're talking about. You know, I always considered myself that I just couldn't get it, whatever it was, because I was always struggling uh, with the food. So um, I got married in uh, 19, I mean, in 2013, 2013, I got married. And for the first time in uh at the at the wonderful age of sixty nine, I met a wonderful gentleman, and we got married. And I moved from Chicago to a little town in Indiana, 
and um, life was wonderful. And then I noticed I hadn't thought about the ramifications with my food plan because, you know, uh, my sister and I lived together, and we ate very similarly. And my husband was a normal eater, and I saw all the stuff that he was bringing in that I hadn't had in my house, and I just said, oh, God, I'm in trouble. I really felt um, I really felt challenged by that. So I, I got on my knees, and I said, God, I don't want to get into the food. I mean, I won't have any quality of life if I get back into that insanity. Because it wasn't so much the weight at that point. It was just the, 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 the you know, the uh, the viciousness of the disease, the, how it consumes me, that all I want to do is eat. You know, one time when I was in, really into my disease, I got up in the middle of the night and got in my car to go out and get some food. And I was terrified. Here it is, late at night in Chicago, I'm getting out, losing my parking space. I mean, that's the power of the disease. So I didn't want to get back into that. And um, I got on my knees and I asked God, I said, God, you got to help me because uh, I do not want to get back into this food. And I was led to a phone meeting. And uh, on that meeting, I uh, it comes on in the morning. It's called A Vision for You. It's just an OA meeting, but it's uh, dedicated to a study of the big book. And I had never truly studied the big book before. I had gone to big book bookshops. I had uh, read it, but I had never studied it. And I got a sponsor, and she said, Nancy, I want you to write on this page. You'll never have to worry about compulsive overeating again. And I wrote it down, but I wasn't really sure. But I wanted it. I was desperate. And um, she took me through the steps. And magically, it's not magic because it's hard, it, I continuously have to work at it. It tells us that um, that the second month, you know, the second step, second month, it says that came to believe that the power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. I mean, I had to find a conceit that I had been trying to do it, but I just could not. Uh, I had gone to a dietitian who gave me uh, uh, a food plan that I followed today, and uh, but even that didn't. Even that, you know, dietitians, you know, you name it, nothing, nothing really worked because um, if I could do it on my own, I wouldn't be here. So. Um, uh, it tells us that lack of power is our dilemma in, in the chapters of the agnostic. It says lack of power is our dilemma. And then it says, what are we to do? It says that's exactly what this book is about, to enable us to find a power greater than ourselves. And I tell you, brothers and sisters, I have been relieved of over 100 pounds for 31 years. My, I recovered in, in 2013. I recovered the obsession was lifted. I was a sugarholic. I was not a food addict. I, don't, I never cared for food. I overeat it, but I never really liked it. There, there, there's truly no food that I truly, truly like. I was addicted to sugar. And um, I think um, I never thought I could live without refined sugar in my life. But I can tell you, uh, once I went through, once I did what the big book says, you know, once I followed the recipe, um, quote, unquote, once I followed the plan, and did what the the founders did it the way they said do it. So I got the results. The obsession is removed. I live with my sister. My husband died uh, last year, and I moved back to Chicago with my sister and her husband. Husband is a normal eater. He's uh, he has all kinds of stuff around, and I can truthfully say, it never it does not call me. And if it did, 
it, I would just say, I would get busy. Work, I would try to find somebody to help. Because that's what Bill W., you know, when, when he said whenever he got weak, they would go out to the hospitals and find another alcoholic to work with. So if I uh, feel that I'm getting tempted or something, I'll pick up the phone. I'll talk to my sister or pick up some literature um, until the um, uh, desire uh, leaves me, you know. I'm, I'm, I'm powerless, but I'm not helpless. Uh, working, uh, the 12th step is very important because it says on page 89 of this book that nothing insures, nothing insures. Aha, uh-huh. I have insurance on my car. I got life insurance, health insurance, because I need that safety net. And it says nothing insures recovery like intensive work with other people, with other compulsive overeaters. And I today I know what that I really appreciate that. Um, going through the steps, going taking people, explaining what happened, what what sharing my story with them, taking them through the steps, studying the steps. Normally I talk to five to seven ladies every morning, and and with each of them, we're we're on some literature or step. And when I when my husband died. I really could appreciate working with others because, you know, my sponsors would say, you still want me to call you? Absolutely. Even if I can't talk, you talk to me. Uh, and I got through it. I got through it. Um, you know, I, I still miss him. I still get sad. But food is not a solution. Food is not a solution Sweets that my brother-in-law has, there's no love in there. There's no love in there for me. So I, uh, uh, the program has taught me acceptance. Acceptance is the key to serenity. I would trade all the happiness I've had for not having grief. I had wonderful years with him. I wouldn't trade those not to have grief. And I thank God for this program because it gave me the courage. Who gets married at 69? Me. I did, and I'm so grateful that I did. Um, that's what all I have to say. This program works uh, if you work it, you know. For so long, uh, I for many years, I used OA as a diet. Support Diet with support, I would say that. And, you know, I see people, people ask, they, they, they say, they, would you sponsor me? And when uh, I started taking them through the steps after with, with some of them, they they don't want to do the work, they, you know. And I used to feel that I said, what did I do? What didn't I do? It has nothing to do with me. I have found the people uh, that have the gift of desperation. I think about myself. I was desperate. So, therefore, I was willing to do as I was told. I was willing to do anything to get the merciless obsession off of me. And that's different from just wanting to gain weight. And there are people who are extremely obese, but they they don't have the gift of desperation. They just want to lose weight. But I was so desperate. It wasn't. It was the weight and the fact that I just could not stop eating. I could not stop eating. That's an awful. That's an awful place to be. Um, so I have been recovered since 2013 by the grace of God. Um, when I moved back to Chicago. Uh, I had uh, left a lot of clothes here, and the miracle is there's everything in the closet I could still get in that I had left here 10 years ago. 
wow. And I, I mean, at first I didn't even think about it. And I said, wow, this program is this program is amazing. I could wear those clothes 10 years ago. As a matter of fact, some of them, I've lost some additional weight since I was here 10 years ago. Uh, so um, that's, you know, at one time that was my primary goal. I just wanted to lose the weight. But today I just want to stay recovered because in recovery I have a close relationship with my higher power that I Five never minutes. would have had. Thank you. I never would have had uh, the relationship I have with my higher power had I not had this disease. I would have been a religious person. I was raised in a religious household. I'm a church musician, so I played from multiple denominations. So I would have had a good religious uh, relationship, but not the spiritual one that this program has given me. And uh, anybody who uh, is serious about serious about doing the work, you know, I'm willing to help them if they're serious about doing the work. Uh, because somebody helped me. Somebody took the time to help me. And not only do we have a responsibility to pass it on, I, I enjoy doing that. I like I like taking my sponsors through the stories in the back of the big book, you know, reading about those people and all of them, all the stories, except the few, some of them avoided hidden bottom. You know, like this woman uh, at the AA meeting, AA meeting I went to, you said experiences, People say experience is the best teacher, but it's not the only teacher. Some things I don't have to experience. I can look at you and say, I, I, I don't want to do that. But the majority of the stories of people who just really hit rock bottom and how they were delivered back to normal, useful lives, and all of them immediately, they didn't wait, you know, they, they didn't wait 30 days or 90 days. They immediately commenced to carrying the message to other people. And uh, with that, I'll close. Thank you so much for letting me share this program work. If I do the work, I have to do. I have to, I have to live in 10, 11, and 12. Uh, people call them the maintenance steps. I call them, uh, to me, they're growth steps. That's how I continue to grow in this program, by living 10, 11, and 12. I must, I, I, you know, I have to keep my side of the street clean with 10. I have to keep that conscious contact, and I must work with others. And with that, I'll close. My phone number is 773-317-8188. That's Central Standard Time. Please text. I do not answer uh, phone numbers I don't recognize because of the number of robocalls that I hear. If you text me, then I will call you. Thank you so much for asking me. With that, I'll close.